Instead of embracing the Lord, I want to make my own versions of happiness. But he says they're broken cisterns. They can't hold any water. And that's what I think pastors are responding to because they're seeing a culture that is bent on happiness that is radically unhappy. But what I always tell people, because people say, doesn't God want me to be happy? And I always say the same thing. I'm like, he absolutely wants you to be happy. But God's plan for your happiness is not found where you're going to look for it apart from Jesus. There's a lot of things in this world that promise happiness, but have you noticed that those things just don't last? That's because they're coming from a broken world, a place that can never truly offer what you're looking for. Don't worry though, there's a much better and lasting option waiting for you. Join Pastor Daniel today as he previews his new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. And be sure to stay tuned after the message to hear how you can get your own copy of Crazy Happy. But right now, here's Pastor Daniel along with special guest, Pastor Gabe, for today's special edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. What's happening, everybody? Today is the day. My brand new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life drops today. Today is the day, and I am joined by my good friend, Pastor Gabe Moreno, Executive Pastor of Ministries here at Crossroads Community Church, an all-around amazing dude. Pastor Gabe, what's happening? Yo. What's up, Pastor Daniel? What's everybody listening today? I'm just happy to be celebrating with you on launch day. This has been a long time coming for you. I know that 2020 disrupted kind of the, the plans that you had, but in a lot of ways, you know, God's timing is always perfect. So I, I mean, right out of the gate, I had a question for you, you know, how long has it been, has this been a process in the works to get this book out? And then did the delay of the release with all the craziness that happened in 2020, did it affect you? Uh, do you see God's hand in that at all? Well, so yeah, so there's a number of things there. So obviously this crazy happy journey has been a number of years of my life now from when I first kind of you know, had the conception of, of what this is and then to go through it and all the preparation and then the writing and then the editing. And and as you mentioned, in 2020, uh, the book was supposed to release about four months ago, but there was uh, some delays with some of the, you know, the COVID protocols and and some, some inclement weather where the printing was happening. And so they ended up pushing it back. And I remember when they told me they were going to push back the release, you know, when the book's called Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising yeah. Ways to Live the Beauty, Truly Beautiful Life. And yeah. one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. Very quickly, I couldn't really get upset and I couldn't get thrown because I'm like, this is what we're talking about, that sometimes unexpected things happen. And I know for everybody, like, you know, what's gone on in 2020 and now the beginning of 2021, it's, it's not what anyone thought that this season of life would be. I remember when 2020 started, I was seeing all these people talk, man, it's the new roaring 20s. The 20s are going to be unbelievable. And then all of a sudden we end up in quarantine. There's right. social unrest. There's so much division in our country, you know, and, and around the world. And there's all these things happening. And I'm like, oh, I see God's perfect timing in all of this, because if there was ever a time we need to talk about God's plan for our happiness, it's right now because right. everybody I know is struggling. And even me, like I love Jesus, but I've seen myself struggle in my heart through 
this past year and some of the things that have gone on and how disruptive, how uneasy it was, how unexpected things were. And I caught myself with my eyes, not on Jesus and on a lot, a lot of, on different things and getting focused and getting aggravated and all those things. And meanwhile, as this book is coming together, I'm being continually confronted with the scriptures and the heart of God. And I'm just super grateful because I see the Lord doing, like he's used this book in my own life as I've been navigating the last couple of years. And I am super excited because everyone's going to be able to, you know, if you pre-ordered it, it just landed on your Kindle today, you know? And so now it's out and there's also the audio book. I got to record myself reading the book. So I'm reading the audio book. I'm just so excited because we've been hearing from people already who, who've been reading it. It's they're already, you know, people who've already read through the whole book and people are just so super excited to be talking about this. They're like, man, this is so timely. This is so necessary for right now. And so I'm just excited that now everyone's going to have their own copy in their hands on their ebook reader. They can listen to it from their phone or wherever they do it. I'm just, I mean, I'm crazy happy that yeah. crazy happy is now finally here. Finally, after all those, you know, all the twists and turns, the, the, the curve balls, if you will, of 2020, it is so cool. You know, as I've been reading some of the comments from folks uh, through social media here, messaging you and trying to connect with you, a lot of the, the stories that come back are just so cool to see already how the book is impacting people. So we want to make sure folks know that if you've ordered a book and you already received it, you're going through your, went through it this morning on your Kindle as it dropped today. We, the next thing that we have, you guys want to encourage you to go ahead and, and write a review of the book to help spread that message that needs to get out there. People need to have an actual how to arrive at the crazy, happy, you know, principles that, that are captured in this book. Now, now, Pastor Daniel, one of the, the stories that I see some of the people responding a lot to is your wedding day. So what was unique about your wedding day? I'm not that far along in the book just yet, but there's a, there's a whole thing about where you got married and where people have been talking about it. And, and is that a, an aspect that, that stood out to people? I want to know why you think it, it was memorable. Well, I mean, I think everybody loves wedding stories, you know, and like, and I know in talking to my bride, Lynn, she's like, man, every little girl's been planning their wedding since they can remember that weddings are going to happen, you know? Right. And so, and so uh, my bride, Lynn and I uh, got married in kind of magical and really kind of humorous circumstances in a beautiful Yosemite National Park. Have you ever seen pictures of the Yosemite Valley? There's a beautiful chapel and, and, mm. and it ties into like my bride, Lynn, her and her parents and her, and her brothers would go hiking in Yosemite. And okay. my mother-in-law who's in heaven, which is, I never met her before. had always said, Oh, Lynn, I hope you get married in the Yosemite chapel and God opened up the doors. And, and it was just such a, a beautiful time. But then there's all these, you know, as is very common in my world, there's always some shenanigans and some things that are going on. And, you know, and I love writing books because I love to be able to kind of tell the stories that, you know, I always heard it said that, that a good story or good illustration is the windows that allows you to peer into uh, a certain truth or a certain reality. And so I try and use, you know, uh, fun stories normally with me showing how much I need Jesus. It gets me really, really excited because I realize that the stories, they have a resonate at street level where people are living. Because really, I believe that God, you know, his plan for our happiness happens in the midst of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. So like, you know, like whether we're talking about the pushback on the book release date or some other thing that goes on, you know, God wants us to find happiness, not when that thing is over, but in the very midst of it. And, and what's been beautiful is I think as people have been, and as people have been reaching out on social media and, and kind of saying, hey, listen, this is how the book is impacting me. What gets me the most excited is that people from all different walks of life, all different steps of their faith journey. Some people, you know, I've already heard from people who don't know Jesus who are like, yeah, I don't believe in Jesus, but I'm really loving 
these aspects of the book. I never really thought about Jesus or these teachings and I'm excited for it. But uh, I'm just getting such great feedback about how, you know, that idea that God wants to make us crazy happy right where we are, not we're going to be happy when we get out of this spot. But right where we are is really, really important because, you know, like I, to, I like to tell people, if you're not happy right where you where you are now, you won't be happy where you, when you get that next thing because happiness is really something that's happening in your heart, not something that's happening in a change of circumstances. And, that, and that's one of the ways that Jesus' plan for happiness is so much different from the world's because the world says to get happy, you need to change a circumstance. You need to get out of college. You need, you, need, you need to get a better job. You need to get a new boss. You, you, need, you need to get the kids out of the house. You need to get a new pair of sneakers. And, and none of those things are necessarily bad unless they are, you know, but the idea is, is that really the happiness is not in a change of circumstance. It's actually in a change of perspective. And that perspective is who do you have your focus on? Is your focus on okay. Jesus or on all these other things? It seems like in the book, Pastor Daniel, you're almost reclaiming the word happy. Uh, because there's some connotations, I think, in faith circles, in, in the Christian lane. It's almost like you're not allowed to be happy. I remember I remember, uh, I, I was going through a grouchy phase uh, as I was finishing college, and I was going to church, and this old lady said, hey, your Bible needs to remind your face that you're happy and that you're a Christian. And so, but but I, I think happy as a word, it's almost like off limits, like as, as believers are not allowed to be happy. Can you speak to the misconception and, and why that's actually an accurately biblically captured word as you write in the book? Yeah. So, and, and I've gotten a, no, a lot of pushback on that already, which I don't mind because, you know, I like the pushback. You know, I, we've all heard it said, you know, God doesn't want you to be happy. And I think that's a flat out lie. Now, the reason pastors say that is yeah. because we live in a world that everyone's on the hamster wheel of happiness seeking, where they're trying, they're trying to do all these different things to be happy. And none of it involves Jesus, right? Okay. So, so we have a tendency to see what people are doing and saying, oh, that's a problem. But to say that God doesn't want you to be happy, that's totally wrong because the word in the Beatitudes that we have with blessed, it's it's makarios in the Greek language. It's actually translated as, oh, how happy is the person? And all through the scriptures, there's things like happy are the people whose God is the Lord, right? The, all the blessed people. You're more blessed to give than receive. That's You're happier when you give than when you receive. So it's not that God doesn't want us to be happy. God wants us to be happy, but the mistake that we make as humans is we try and find happiness in places that God says you can't find it. And one of the key verses for us with that is Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, where the Lord tells Jeremiah, my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, Wow! and they've hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And mm. in a lot of ways, that's what we do is that we're looking for happiness. And instead of embracing the Lord, who is the source of all life and nourishment, the fountain of living waters, instead of that, what we do is we choose to make for ourselves our own water pots. But then wow. he says they're broken water pots and they can't hold water. So the problem right. with a broken water pot is it starts with a little water in it, but then the water you don't, it doesn't get into, and it's definitely not the source of all the living water. So it holds water, but it ends up leaking out. And all of our attempts at happiness, that's what we're doing. It's like, if I'm going to try and get happiness from a new car, like it will make you happy for a second, yeah. but it's a broken cistern, right? If you try and get happiness from your relationship status or your job status, like you love that and you'll be happy when you get the promotion. But then when you get the new promotion, you get the pay bump. That's nice. Except the stress bump goes up as well. So what you start to realize is that like this 
instead of embracing the Lord, I want to make my own versions of happiness. But he says they're broken cisterns. They can't hold any water. And that's what I think pastors are responding to because they're seeing a culture that is bent on happiness that is radically unhappy. But what I always tell people, because people say, doesn't God want me to be happy? And I always say the same thing. I'm like, he absolutely wants you to be happy. But God's plan for your happiness is not found where you're going to look for it apart from Jesus. And so I do want to reclaim that word because happy is the people whose God is the Lord. That's what it says in the Psalms. And I always like to remind people that, you know, if you're not happy, you're not being a good witness for Jesus. Like nobody ever saw a super negative, crusty believer and think, oh, I just want to go to their church. Like you never see it. Like, but like, think about when, when all of us were coming to a faith. I guarantee you there was somebody who was a part of that, who there was something about their lives that was different. And you're like, I kind of want what they have. And so you want to go to the church that they go to, to hear what they're hearing about and to figure out why they're living that way. And so I do want to reclaim that word happy back because God, if, if, if anyone knows what happiness is, it's God. And he tells us, this is the crazy happy way of living, but it's going to be coming in surprising ways. Yeah. Now, Pastor Daniel, the um, you 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 mentioned I know you 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 develop it further in the book, but there is a, a framework, a way that you arrived at this idea of how to live the crazy happy life, and you you paired two passages of scripture uniquely. So as people are reading these the book already, it launched today. I mean, it dropped today. People are getting into it. What is that framework, and and how did you arrive at? at looking at the Beatitudes and then the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. So there is a framework. And one of the things I love is that like both as a Bible teacher, you know, and even as an author, it's like at best, I tell you people what God's word says. And so the book is, it's designed to be applicable to anybody, but it is Bible. And I like to say it's deep Bible, but it's super accessible no matter where you're coming from theologically. And so what happened for me is there was a certain time, this was a number of years back where it was almost time for a kind of summer vacation. I have young kids and so, and, and a busy ministry life, my, you know, both me and my bride are in ministry together and we have all these kids. And so we would always take a little family vacation at the end when school was just about to let out. Cause we wanted a chance to kind of reconnect, you know, uh, spend some family time and just kind of, you know, get our perspective. And so this one particular time, everything was going wonderfully. I mean, it was like, I get to be at Crossroads, which is an amazing church. God, you know, Jesus Real Radio, The Real with Daniel Fusco TV show. I'm doing the two minute messages. I had one of my earlier books had just come on out and things were going great, but I was feeling particularly crispy. I was just really, I was tired and I was brittle and it wasn't that anything was bad, but all these things, like I just like, I kind of had lost my way in my heart a little bit. So I remember I was just kind of like, I felt like I was skidding into vacation. And so normally when it's time to go on vacation, especially when I'm going to get some free time, I like come up with a plan. Like I'm going to read these four books and I'm, you know, I'm going to do all this stuff. But I was so tired that I'm like, I just want to soak in, in a section of scripture. Like I, I don't want to like read a bunch of books. I just want to like just literally take my heart and soak it in a section of scripture. So I'm like, I just need to soak in the Beatitudes. It was just like, it just made sense to me. So I'm like, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm just going to read Matthew chapter five, verses three to 12. And so I started doing that. I had my journal there and I was writing and I was working through some stuff. But then of course my friskiness, my ADD, my kind of like my, my, my little craziness kind of kicks in. And about the third day, I'm like, wait, there's nine Beatitudes. Hmm. Isn't there nine fruit of the spirit? And I kind of, Flipped over to Galatians chapter five, verses 22 to 23. And sure enough, there's nine of them. And I'm like, there's nine Beatitudes. There's nine fruit of the spirit. I'm like, I wonder what happens if I put these things together. 
And so mm. I literally in my journal, I put like the nine Beatitudes on one page and then I put the nine fruit of the spirit on the other page. And I didn't mix them up. It's like, because I believe the, the, the word of God is perfect. Like the words are in there in a certain order for a reason. So I just line them right up. And right away I was like, Ooh, and I started studying them together. And that's why like the subtitle of the book is crazy, happy, nine surprising ways to live the truly beautiful life because you have all of the Beatitudes. Oh, how happy is the person? And all those things that are written there, that's crazy. It's like, you don't expect it. And then you look at the fruit of the spirit. And everyone's like, oh, the happy person definitely has all of these qualities. Like, yeah. like someone who's really happy. But when I put them together and started looking at the first beatitude with the first fruit of the spirit, the second beatitude with the second fruit of the spirit, and I put mm. it together, all of a sudden it created a, a framework and a structure that was very compelling and was ministering to me. I was like literally scribbling in my journal. And I'm like, I'm the person who if I journal, I write a couple sentences. I'm not like a novelist in my journal, you know, right. as opposed to what I would do in, in, in a book that I'm writing for, for people. And right. so, but I was just kind of scribbling all these things. And very quickly, I'm like, someone had to have written this book before. Cause I was like, after like three or four days of that, I'm like, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, right. and I'm like, so like, these are two of the most famous passages in the new Testament in the whole of the Bible. Someone definitely put these together before. And I did a Google search and I was searching on like, you know, book websites, couldn't find it. I'm like, Oh, I better write this before someone else does. This is so <laughs> good. I've just been really blessed to be able to put those together, to be able to unpack for people two very famous passages of scripture, but, but to see them together as a unit and to allow the Lord to kind of unpack that for us has been really, really beautiful. And I'm, I'm just, I feel humbled and honored that I got to do this. You know, Pastor Daniel, we're celebrating. The book came out today. We're crazy happy. We're excited. But what would you say to someone who maybe for them, life isn't beautiful? You know, you said that the nine ways to to reach and, and arrive at the beautiful life. Like what insights from the life of Jesus are in the book that would help someone who's like, you know what? Like my life is kind of a dumpster fire. Like 2020 was my life. Isn't beautiful. What can they glean from the book? What comfort? Well, here's what I want to tell you. So Jesus had the messiest life in history. So like, it's not like happiness is that my life works out all the ways I want. I mean, if you look at Jesus, like Jesus was a crisis pregnancy. I mean, like, like his mother and father were not, had never consummated their, their marriage. I mean, like right. Jesus was an illegitimate child, if you could put it in those terms. In that culture, Mary could have gotten killed. Joseph was thinking about divorcing her quietly so she wouldn't get killed for what had happened. You can imagine in their small, close-knit community in Nazareth, what, what a scandal this thing was. And then all of a sudden, as Jesus is, is coming on up. I mean, he's God in flesh and he's submitted to human parents who are flawed. I mean, just imagine what that was like. And then Jesus starts into ministry and he's get, he's got people misunderstanding him. They're coming at him from every side. His own family thinks he's out of his mind. There's a scene where Jesus has been serving people all day and his mother and his brothers come. They're trying to get him out of there because they can't believe what he's doing. And then ultimately Jesus is, is crucified on a, on a Roman cross, you know? Yeah. So it's like everything about the life of Jesus is completely jacked up by humans that nobody actually wants to live the life that Jesus lived. So what I would tell you is that God's plan of the crazy happy life for you is not a different set of circumstances. It's actually seeing how God is working in the midst of all of the circumstances. And I think that the Beatitudes and the fruit of the spirit together give us a framework. Like, like one of the things that we find in there is like the second beatitude is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted, you know? Mm. And, and so we have a tendency to think, well, the happy life is a life that has no grieving, no sadness in it. But Jesus says, Oh, how happy 
are those who grieve to the point of tears. That's right. You know, you read it in the Psalms, like, you know, my pillow is drenched from the rivers of tears coming from my eyes. And it's like, oh, wait, no, God's plan for happiness actually in, involves sadness. Yeah. It involves mourning. And guess what? The shortest verse in the Bible is that Jesus wept. And if you think about it, it's like sometimes we mourn because we love. Like when my mother passed away, she was 49 years old. I was 20 years old. It's like I wept and mourned mm. for the loss of my mother, but I, I wept because I loved her and I knew I was going to miss her, you know? And so it's like God's plan for happiness involves mourning, but mm. we don't think that way because our world says, listen, you'll be happy when nothing breaks your heart. It's like that could be farther from the truth. Yeah, you know, heartbreak is part of what God wants to do because it says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be what comforted." Yeah. That's right. You know, yeah. and yeah. so, and, and really, and and the Bible teaches. I I unpack this a lot in the book that though the sorrow may last for the night, the joy comes with the morning. And so, God isn't saying that a happy life has no sadness in it. He's saying the happy night life has sadness. But the sad person has hope because they know that God is going to bring comfort. And then, of course, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we get to comfort others with the comfort we receive. So now we get to give away what God has given us in the season of mourning. And then you're just like, oh, all of this pain is purposeful. And then it just changes your perspective. And see, this is why I want everyone to experience the crazy happy book because we Yay. talk about this. It's so real. And it's like, and people are going through this. And when you realize, oh, God wants to use what I'm going through because he wants to bring comfort. And then once he comforts me, then I can help other people who are going through this. And then before you know it, the message of Jesus and the reality of Jesus at street level starts to transform everything. And then you start saying, oh, even though I'm sad and even though I'm heartbroken, I'm still happy because of Jesus. And then other people are watching us go through hard seasons and, and we're mourning, but with hope. And they, have, they don't even know what to do. They're like, I don't, like, I've never seen anybody. Like you're, you're heartbroken, but you're wow. also hope-filled. And then before you know it, it's like, the gospel's running forth and people are coming to know Jesus. And, and in a lot of ways, this is what Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life is actually all about. So good. So it came out today, you guys. Go ahead and purchase the book wherever you purchase your books. Uh, it's across multiple platforms. And then as soon as you start digging through it, I want to encourage you guys as well, write a review so you can share that crazy happy message with everyone uh, that you know, because people need hope, they need joy, they need love and happiness. It's it's biblical. It's, it's a way of life. And Pastor Daniel's captured a framework that is applicable, something you can wake up tomorrow and put on and start living it out. So Pastor Daniel, any final thoughts as we end our time together? Well, I just want to thank all of you for your excitement and your encouragement. And listen, if you've been blessed by this ministry, you know, you can join me in the ministry by letting people know about the book. It's like you realize when, when you go to look for something and maybe you're looking online and, and you're like, I mean, this might be good. This might not be good, but I don't know. What do you do? You look at the reviews, right? You need to say, hey, you know, and so by writing reviews and by posting up about it, letting people know about it, say, hey, I'm, I, I'm checking out this new book. I really think there's something there. That really helps us amplify the message of Jesus because we want the whole world to know that Jesus is real and we want our lives to reflect that reality and you can help me by doing that by telling people about the book writing reviews and just being blessed and walking in the spirit in this crazy happy path so listen Josh is going to come on he's going to give you more information about how you can get your own copy and listen God bless you everyone we love you Jesus is Thanks for joining Pastor Daniel and Pastor Gabe for this special edition of Jesus is Real Radio. Today is the day, everyone. Pastor Daniel's book, Crazy Happy, is officially out. 
it's time for you to get your own copy. If you've pre-ordered, you should be getting your book today, and I'm excited to read it with you. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, don't worry. Just go to danielfusco.com and click on the book link. There, you'll find a list of retailers selling Crazy Happy, and you'll be able to purchase your own physical copy or grab it on Kindle or Audible. I want to hand it back over to Pastor Daniel for a moment. He has something to tell you. Thanks, Josh. Today is the day. It's the release of my brand new book, Crazy Happy, Nine Surprising Ways to Live the Truly Beautiful Life. And if you are anything like me, you will take anything that will help you find more happiness and more joy in your life, especially considering the year we have just gone through. Am I right? So don't miss out. You can grab your copy today and join the Crazy Happy Revolution. So many have already reached out and told me and my team that they bought the book and I want to thank you and say, let's read it and apply it and make the world a better place because it's full of crazy happy people. Thanks for being part of the Jesus is Real family. And I can't wait for you to get a copy of the book and join on the crazy happy journey. Josh is here to tell you more about how to grab your copy. Like Pastor Daniel said, thank you for ordering Crazy Happy. It's going to change your life. Check out danielfusco.com for more information and to find out where you can grab a copy or where you can buy more for friends and family. That's it for today's broadcast. Be sure to join Pastor Daniel again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio.